0: Welcome to another episode of Vaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And Billy Holiday. Hello there. Uh, and this week we're going to look at a, uh, a game. We haven't looked at anything else like this on the podcast so far. Sonic Spinball for the Sega Genesis. But before we get into that, we're going to go around and say what we've played since last episode. Uh, I'll start with Jeremy. I, I know you're losing your voice, so I'm not sure how much you're going to talk this week. Uh, but go <laughs> ahead and, and shortly tell us what you've been playing.
1: Yeah, I, I apologize to everyone. I've, I, you know, I haven't been playing very many games. The things I've been trying to beat the most is, is this head cold that I've got going on. And probably one of the worst head colds I've had in, in years. So if I sound a little raspy and and get progressively worse uh, throughout the rest of this podcast, that's why. Um, but uh, the main thing that I've been playing. And uh, I, uh, Billy is, has been playing it as well is the uh, the new Resident Evil 7. Uh, both of us are, are huge Resident Evil fans. We ever since the very first game, uh, I believe we've actually talked about it on this podcast is, as far as games that have scared the shit out of us in the past. but uh, the new one, it, it seems like a return to form. Uh, you know the, the old Resident Evils, uh, you know up to like six, Uh, kind of progressively get to the point where they just wanted to be gears of war um to where this new one uh, it really seems like it is is going back to what made resident evil so special back when it first came out yeah i
2: mean this thing holy shit this game yeah i mean i didn't quite know what to expect Uh, of course they put that demo out uh a good while back um, but you know, on the internet, people weren't sure if that was actually representative of, of what you're going to get when it came out. But yeah, if you played that demo at all, you that is it. Uh, it's it's first person throughout the entire thing, which is a is a new take for Resident Evil, but I think it's a welcomed addition. Yeah, a lot of the old stuff there is not running gun. Uh, there's you know it, there's an emphasis on survival again. Uh, the ammo is limited, resources are limited. <laughs> uh and it's just it has gotten me a few times uh it's gotten me worse than the resident evil dogs from the first one i think uh, there's a lot of jump scares in it and there's just a lot of just dread that is built up that does not alleviate at all uh, this one's like terrifying i mean yes. the, the
1: old yeah you know, resident evil 1 2 and 3 like those were scary games they had some some good jump scares here and there and yeah uh, like I love those games. Yeah, I can play one, through them just
2: fine, and but, this and one this i'm one, i'm I'm in a room, and I don't want to leave that room. I, oh, I just God. Wanna, I wanna stay in this room and never come out. my
1: <laughs> my my girlfriend is is one of those people that can just sit and watch war movies all day long. i'm I'm a total wimp with that stuff. i I can't watch scary movies for very long. jump scares get me in a way that that it doesn't really uh, other people. It gives me a lot of anxiety. But I was always fine with, with the early Resident Evil games. But this one, we were sitting on the couch and, and a moment came up and she nearly stood up off the couch. I <laughs> don't think I've ever seen that kind of reaction uh, from her before. And that was just, it, it, that was the moment that I was like, holy shit. You know, this game is, is pretty fucking scary.
2: Yeah. yeah no, and And not to spoil anything at all, I haven't even finished the thing. I have uh, advanced, you know, several hours in, uh, it does tie in to, to the, the resident evil universe. I didn't know going in, if it was going to be just its own brand new thing or what, which I, uh, which is nice. Uh, but, I, it's good to get away from those ca- The old characters, I think kind of wore out their welcome. Uh, the style they were going in was not much fun. I mean, resident evil six was a drag to play through, unfortunately. And I really liked, I really loved five, Um uh, but this is just a return to form, and I am going to be right there in line for the next one.
1: And see, I was one of those people that, that one of those people that actually really enjoyed five as well, but six seemed like it just went way too far uh, in in the whole Gears of War kind of Call of Duty weird military shooter thing. I, I just I didn't really enjoy it. Um as much as I enjoyed 5, it just, I just didn't get 6. But 7, I, I'm glad they have actually kind of come back to their roots and, and come full circle with what Resident Evil 1 actually was all about.
0: Well, the same day that Resident Evil 7 came out, because everybody else on, on Earth, at least on my friends' list on, on PlayStation 4, everyone is playing Resident Evil 7, except for me, because I got uh, Yakuza 0. That's a game I, I was looking very, very forward to. I don't know if you guys have played any in that series, uh, but essentially it's Fun Shenmue and that's a great description of what it is. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's all the great things about Shenmue without some of the really awkward parts, and then they make it even more over the top. They had so many more little things to do. I, I don't know how to play Mahjong or several other Asian table games, but all those are in there with barely any descriptions, uh, and they, they're good versions of those games, along with the actual game itself, which is basically just street fighting for hours. Uh, love it. Love it. But I'll eventually play Resident Evil 7. Uh, but what I've also been playing a lot of, even though it was the the game we talked about last show, Metal Slug has grabbed me. I keep going back and playing Metal Slug over and over again, a couple times a day, just to to try to get better at it. I'm determined now to beat one of those games with the five continues. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm nowhere it's close.
1: It, it's, it's got kind of that weird gameplay style that you just want to try over and over again
0: well it's, it's yeah it's, it's nice it's simple i don't have to spend a whole lot of time you know if, if i want to play you know, dark souls or something else that i'm playing you know i have to put out hours of time to really play this i'm like yeah, i'm gonna play for half an hour and and if i don't die a bunch great i'll keep playing but if i do okay i'll just turn it off and uh, i i'm loving it i'm getting better at it though i did earn some more of the uh the save 10 people and, and achievement thing. So that's good. I'm very excited about that. But I've also spent a lot of time playing this week's game, Sonic Spinball for the Sega Genesis.
2: Spending a lot of time, but not getting very far this no. week on, on this episode. <laughs> Well, it's
0: definitely got its own difficulties. Um, before we actually discuss Sonic Spinball, I guess we have two questions we all need to go around and answer. And I'll start. Uh, do you like pinball? And the answer is yes, I do like pinball. Uh, and do you like video pinball? And that's that's kind of a grayer area. I didn't like video pinball. I was not a fan of most video pinball games until Pinball FX for the Xbox 360 really I don't know what it was. It was some of the specific tables, but I really got hooked on it. I mean, I definitely played a lot of, uh, you know, Alien Crush on the TurboGrafx and and the the Metroid Prime pinball for DS, but those were kind of. Mission-based pinball games Not a straight pinball game This this game, Sonic's Pinball, is also mission-based more or less But I really wasn't a fan of Endless Pinball until Pinball FX And then I kind of, it all clicked for some reason Where I figured out, oh, this is how you play pinball I've never, you know, for for 30 years I've never figured out how to play pinball So I, I do enjoy both, but Jeremy, do you like pinball?
1: Well, you know, I guess since everyone Kind of has their deep, dark secret Out on oh. here I I guess I should go ahead and admit that I hate pinball. I I hate regular pinball, real pinball, mm. and I hate uh, electronic pinball. I I cannot stand either of those. I mean, if if you're just wanting me to to you know just play some pinball and and flip the ball around and and have some some colored lights go off and and make sounds, that's fine. But once you get to the point where you tell me that I need to do things over and over again on a consistent basis to progress in a pinball game, then that's where you lose me because I can't, I just, I can't actually play a pinball game the way it's meant to be played. I I don't know if it's just, I have brain problems or what, but I just, I can't do, I can't flip that ball into places on that, that the, the fucking pinball thing all over the place on a consistent basis. I just cannot do that. Um, it's haunted me since I was a child. i just i I can't do it. And every time I play electronic pinball, the the same thing happens. i just I cannot do it on a consistent basis. And after you know about ten or eleven tries, it drives me crazy to the point where I just have to stop playing because i, I it it just bothers me so much. and i I can't explain why, but I guess if if I'm doing the same thing over and over again and I can't do it on a consistent basis, then I might as well just stop playing because I don't feel like I'm progressing and I'm not having any fun. And that's exactly what pinball is to me.
2: Ooh, I like pinball myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually am probably the opposite of Jeremy. I love pinball. And at the arcade, it is what I spent the most time playing. Uh, we had that funhouse pinball machine uh, with a big talking head down in the middle of it. And I really enjoyed that one. And then we uh, we had the Nightmare on Elm Street with the big giant Freddy head, which uh, I guess if a pinball machine has a giant talking head in it, it ranks among my favorite. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and I also love video pinball, uh, Devil's Crush, Alien Crush. Uh, the Pinball FX series uh, has been great. Um, yeah, I mean, just going into this game, I, I've played this game before, uh, but it has been a very, very long time. Uh, I went in as a big fan of pinball altogether. Well,
0: I, I have not played Sonic Spinball for more than a couple minutes until,
2: you know, playing mm. for
0: this podcast. I really would just, I, I picked this because I really wanted to do a Sonic game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Sonic, newer Sonic games with my five-year-old. For some reason, he loves Sonic, but he's never played the originals. And, uh, you know, Jeremy's already let out his secret for the episode. My secret is I've never enjoyed the original sonic games i don't know why i don't like them i don't know why i i should like them and i actually like the new terrible sonic games that everyone else seems to hate i the the first sonic game i ever finished was sonic and the secret rings the awful uh arabian nights version of sonic and it was a terrible game but i beat that one out of spite i can't really say i enjoyed it uh but I just beat it to prove that I didn't waste thirty bucks on a game or whatever. But I I really like Sonic Colors. I thought it was very good. I'm I'm enjoying Sonic Lost World, uh, but but I wanted to play a Sonic game and I didn't want to just cover Sonic one through three because other than me explaining that I don't like them, I have nothing to say about those games that you haven't oh, heard or. from a million other places.
2: Well, that goddamn what an episode! I, I went in knowing I went in no, thought I know you guys, but now <laughs> everything is turned upside down. But I wanted to play this game again because I had an encounter with this game uh, during my childhood. My cousin and I both purchased this game at the same time at a KB Toys, and uh, we decided we were going to sit down and see who could beat this game first. It was the beginning of summer. We were off on school break, and we were going to see who could finish this thing. And we found out early on that it was incredibly difficult and you know we couldn't make it past the first stage for the longest time then we couldn't get past the second so the challenge was laid out it was going to be my my summer project getting good at this game and playing through it and the next day i sat down and played it and played it through to completion somehow uh was possessed and finished this thing easily and I, i wanted to know if that was a fluke or what it was, so I was very excited to go back and play this thing again.
0: Uh, without spoiling uh, how far you got, was it a fluke?
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. It became obvious that it was, in fact.
0: Well, Sonic Spinball came out in 1993, in between Sonic 2 and 3. Uh, basically, they, you know, their, Sonic 2 came out in 1992, uh, and Sonic 3 was going to be ready for 1993, so they wanted to put something out with the Sonic brand. Uh, And, you know, much like Mario has been in a million games that have nothing to do with standard Mario, Sonic's kind of the same. Uh, But Mario's never had a pinball, I think, unless it was on Game Boy. So this is a different kind of game. I can see why people who love Sonic would hate this, and I could also see why people like myself who don't really care for Sonic would like this. Uh, Because it's basically a a straight mission-based pinball game. Uh, I was going to explain pinball, but I've decided I'm not going to waste my breath on that. If you don't know what pinball is... uh, Gravity shoots a ball down towards you, and you have flippers that shoot it back up. That's it. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but that's that's the basics of pinball. Um, this game has four levels. Each level is several connected boards. So you'll start on a level, and you're kind of self-contained into one, one board that has a, a specific goal. So the first level, uh, I'm going to admit I didn't get very far in this, but I did beat the first level. Uh, the first level starts you. Uh, it's the um, Toxic Caves board. You'll start in one room where you have to basically shoot two little targets in the upper left and upper right. Once you do that, the the sludge will drain out of a pipe thing to show you that there is a Chaos Emerald above you, but you'd have no idea how to get there. And it opens up two tubes that open you up to two more boards uh, that are basically inverse versions of each other on the left and right. Once you get into those boards, the object there is to shoot on one specific path that has like a lever in it. So you can pull the lever to open doors that get you to the other chaos emeralds and and that's kind of how these boards progress. You have to figure out what to do in each board uh, it's a series of triggers or hitting you know a loop so many times or you know finding one spot where you keep breaking barrels till eventually you get to the next area uh, once you've gotten all the chaos emeralds on one of the levels and it's three for the first three levels. Uh, three Chaos Emeralds in each level. Uh, then you get to go to a board that's normally at the very top of the level that you can't access at all until you have all three of your Chaos Emeralds where there is some sort of boss battle. I really liked the board layout. I thought they were actually very involved. I didn't think they were too involved for pinball boards, but they definitely, uh, the first level I thought was pretty ex- self-explanatory. I thought the second level started getting a little more involved to where I couldn't figure out exactly what I was supposed to do.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly. It. I think the first one is a good, good level to kind of get your bearings. Uh, you know, see what's expected of you in this game. You know, see the kind of the kind of shots you need to pull off to advance forward. The second one, hmm, I don't know what happens. It all goes downhill. But uh, and I think a lot of it is my main trouble with this game. I'll go ahead and get that out of the way, and I'll say I don't have a lot of troubles with this game. Uh, my main one is just with the boards. You know, when you play real pinball or like the, the pinball FX games you're playing now, you see the entire board laid out in front of you. You can plan ahead. You can look, all right, I want to get here. I need to do this. And you can see it all at one time. These boards, I mean, for such a busy game and such a large stage on these boards, you're only given just a little bit at a time to look at.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to plan.
1: That my biggest problem. I mean, I'm not the biggest, like I said, I'm not I'm a huge pinball uh, fan, But I can at least look at the board and be like, all right, these are the the places that I can shoot the ball at and and things will happen. Bright colors will happen and I'll be happy about it. But this one, it is – like you said, that first stage, it's not overwhelming. I could see – I could go to these different places uh, on the screen. uh, You know, you you shoot your – the Sonic – shoot the Sonic. Shoot Sonic around the the various boards, and he will enter into a new screen, which is basically like a whole new section on the the pinball uh, board. And at that point, you need to figure out what you need to do to progress to either the next stage or to get the Chaos Emerald. And I just... uh, There were a lot of times where I would get to this new section and just be kind of bewildered about what I needed to do. I, I know I needed to look for levers or or find different things I needed, enemies that I needed to hit, or barrels that I needed to explode. And it was fairly self-explanatory, that first level. But after that, man, it just, it it seems like there's maybe just a bit too much going on on
0: those pinball boards. A great example is in the second level, which is the Lava Powerhouse. You'll get to a certain point where there are little... Uh, They look like little tubes, kind of, that shoot out of the side of a hallway that you're coming down, and you're supposed to push the flipper buttons, which don't have flippers there, because it makes jets of air push your character up. I wouldn't know to do that, and I didn't know that until I did it by mistake, and... It, there's no explanation. Uh, even if you look at the manual, there's not really a, a guidance to how to get through each level. The only real guidance you get, and and this is supposed to replicate, you know, be a replica of the scoreboard that kind of gives you notices on a an electronic pinball machine, is it'll it'll kind of say like you know aim for the tube or whatever. Like it's a little little short blurb that comes up at the top of the screen that that kind of tells you what the next objective is, but it's pretty vague. I mean, you know, anytime you're playing pinball, the goal is to find new things that open up or light up or that respond when you hit them. So, it'll say things, you know, oh, hit the pipe. Well, what does that mean? There's a hundred pipes on this screen, or maybe they mean something else completely. You know, break the gate. Well, how many hits does it take to break the gate? It doesn't tell you. There's a lot you have to figure out by trial and error, and at least if you're playing this on the original Genesis, as opposed to on an emulator where you have some save state ability, there's no there's no saving there's no continuing I mean you have a number of balls and you can earn more based on score but once you've run out of your of your sonic balls then you you have to start over from the beginning so you can get through the first level and it might take you 15 20 minutes to get to that first level uh, and then we get to the second board while you're trying to figure it out you end up losing two three balls and you have to start again at the first board again that that's the part that I was surprised there wasn't a A password at the end of a of a level to to make sure you know how to start the next level. There isn't enough instruction. I don't know how anyone would have figured this
2: out without a guide. No, I mean it's impossible to, Uh, you know. In my youth, I pulled this thing off. I don't know how I ever did it, but this time I just I floundered on this second stage. I just I could not. Get any further. Uh, it took me a while. I finally made it to the third, and I I would say it was just by luck. I finally broke down and just started just flipping wildly on the second stage, and 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 you don't want that. That's you don't want the player to resort to just you know mashing buttons wildly uh, to advance forward.
0: And I do want to stress, I don't even mind that it's not incredibly self-explanatory. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. there are things with pinball you kind of know the basics too, but at least to have. To have the ability to start again at a board, even if I if you had to start with, you know, as if you just walked up to that board and, and didn't have any any progress done, at least I'd feel like I had time to learn these higher boards. I, I don't know if yeah. I would ever have figured out board 3 or 4 on the original cart version. I mean, I have the benefit now of playing this. This is also on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Uh, so I'm playing it on that, where there are some, some save states. So I was able to save it after each board. I didn't want to, you know... My complaint, if any, other than the the difficulty, is that if you are on a board... Let's go back to the first board, because that's one we all played enough to understand. Let's say you have two out of three Chaos Emeralds, and you're going for that third one, and you make a mistake, and you lose your Sonic Ball. You have to start again from the beginning. You don't get the two Emeralds you've earned. You don't have any of the progress you've made. You basically start again right at the beginning. And and again, that's not terrible on the first board, but there is definitely times when I was playing that second board that I was like man, I may just start saving every time I make any progress whatsoever just to get through this board, but that seems to be it kind of ruins pinball for me. I, part of what I like about pinball is that you really have to be kind of precise. You have to know what you want to do. You have to make sure you're hitting the circuit you want to hit. You want your timing to be right, and, and then you feel like you've accomplished something. Just making sure that every time I got through the next step I saved just seemed kind of cheesy. So I didn't do that, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't get incredibly far, uh, but even just beating the first level and failing at the second, I still had fun with the, the yeah. first level. I like that even just beating that first level felt like I accomplished something. And I think if I had, you know, if we would have said, oh, we're going to do this months ago or if I had played it a lot more as a kid where I could have learned these levels, I, I definitely would play this more. I, I do like the idea of pinball. Yeah, so and, like, and, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
1: The, the only thing I want to say like, as far as like, the difficulty goes is I actually thought the game was moving too slow. And and mm-hmm. I I thought that was maybe like just the way the game plays. But then I also noticed in the options screen that there's an option for fast mode. And it seems like maybe I, I did better once I switched on fast mode because uh, things move a little bit more like what you would, would get with a – I mean it's still not like regular pinball. But it's definitely a little bit faster than the – the, the kind of almost it's it's kind of framey like everything kind of seems like it's just not really going as fast as what it needs to be almost in in kind of a slow motion uh jerkiness to it and i, I think that's what really put me off the first time i ever played it but once i found that fast mode I, I thought it actually kind of played a little bit easier than what it did with with playing it just in the the regular mode maybe i was just making it harder for myself i don't know but that that kind of just that's what i thought when i turned that on
0: one thing we didn't explain that we probably should have is is the ball is Sonic. I mean, you know, in in the Sonic games, when he runs fast, at a certain point, he'll turn into a ball. Uh, So the ball in Sonic Spinball is Sonic. But because it's Sonic, uh, unlike most pinball games, you can use the directional pad to kind of veer where he's going to land, as if he's jumping in a normal Sonic game. It's not that responsive, but it's far more responsive than I expected. Uh, I played for the first hour or so uh, of attempts without realizing that that actually worked. Like I was treating it like a, a traditional pinball game, uh, so I wasn't using his ability to control at all. I actually find that better. Uh, when I tried to use use the directional pad to control Sonic more, I ended up missing everything I was aiming for because I was overcompensating for just expecting gravity to be <laughs> what was controlling the ball. Uh, but also because it's Sonic, and in the later levels this happens a lot more often, you'll get to spots where he'll grab onto platforms, and you actually have to use him to, to jump up to certain things, or uh, use his boost to get around, uh, not through an obstacle necessarily, but to get to the next area. I thought that was kind of cool too. It was a neat touch to make it Sonic and actually still have some plat a little bit of platforming in there, but it's still you know 98% pinball.
2: Yeah, and... and- I also didn't know that you can move Sonic around as much as you could. There's one part in the, in the first stage, actually, if you, if you miss with the flippers, you fall into a, you're only saved by a barrel floating among the, uh, the toxic waste there. You can actually row that barrel. Uh, I was completely unaware and it's actually an easy way to row over and just drop down to the big chaos Emerald. Uh, the first chaos Emerald. Uh, yeah, just little things like that. Um, Probably from lack of just an instruction manual they it may have spelled it out in that um, but another thing I something I really loved about this game and unfortunately they come at the end of every stage so I only got to play a couple. Uh, you get a little mini game uh, at the end of every stage and those the two I played I thought were incredibly fun, maybe more so than the regular game I, I was wanting more of those. <laughs> I was hoping someone would say
1: that because I, I want a lot more of those. I kind of wanted just to play those little mini games. I, I yeah. thought the the first one that I played, you know, I didn't make it super far into this one, but uh, I thought that little mini game after the first stage, and I I, I watched a, a long play after that the, the other uh, ones after each stage. Like those were actually pretty fun. I wish you could just play those on their own
2: yeah and i mean there's different goals then at one stage you're you're freeing you know these animals that are they're held captive and whatever containers the second one is there's a big robotnik head and you're busting the teeth out of it while you uh you're treated to such 90s slang as slamming shot and, son- <laughs> and sonic jamming oh man yeah but the rest uh, that's it's a shame uh because You got to beat the stages to get to it. And that's, you know, so I only played two. Uh, But yeah, watching, watching online, watching that long play, which got me depressed because the person finished it in about a half hour. And I've spent several hours on one stage alone.
1: What's one thing like you mentioned, this only has four stages, but these stages, if you don't know what you're doing, they can take like an hour or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to finish like it's it's not a short game at all and if, if you know what you're doing of course uh, You can go through it But if if this is your first time don't expect to, to spend less than than half an hour an hour on every single one of these stages
0: yeah they're a beast to learn because again, like Billy said earlier, you don't get to see the whole level It'd be one thing if like you came up to the table and they zoomed around the whole thing so you could kind of see, okay, there's four four boards to this level and I have to go between these boards and and I get it now, but yeah, you don't have that so you'll shoot you know you you'll like the first level again you you, you open those gates and you go up the tube and all of a sudden you're in a new area you've never seen you don't know what the point is and and in that level that's the, the those second boards the ones where you have to find the lever. And you pull the lever because... And this is another game that has minecarts, but thankfully they aren't that bad. Uh, there's a part where you fall into a minecart and you have to kind of shoot down these tracks. And if you don't open those gates with the levers, you'll never get to the Chaos Emerald. So it's it's things you wouldn't... You know, I had to go through that a couple times, so I realized, oh, that's what that lever does. That's what the point of these things is. Like, it, it's it's learning on the fly in every level. And again, without without a way to save in between each each level or even kind of get a password or anything it it definitely made it where i i can't imagine this was something you'd finish quickly but i i still think even even in the world of video pinball i think this is the boards are interesting i'll give it that there's none Mm -hmm. it wasn't just you know a, a pretty standard board layout and you just keep doing for points like hit the little bumpers for points i mean everything had a lot to do every board had triggers that set up things where you have um you know, a barrier at the bottom in case you miss the flippers on some levels or make it so that when you fall down the side path, they have a way to shoot you back up. I mean, that, that's a pretty standard pinball thing, but th- those are in every board in every level. So there's a lot going on that you have to do before you just do the objective or while you're trying to figure out what the objective is.
2: But yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think, I think the, the boards are well designed. Uh, I think the only trouble is just, you can't see enough of it. Uh, yeah like you said if you got that overview at the beginning or you were able to zoom out uh, it would make a world of difference but i mean maybe it would lessen the difficulty of it uh, certainly lessen the frustration of it and, and you know i for a game i i think i've only said negative about it but it's a game i actually enjoy uh you can't go by what it what it sounds like from me in this one uh i mean it, it's a good game I, it's a solid game i thought um I am actually not done with it. I'm going to continue, and I'm going to see this thing through to the end. Uh, perhaps I'll be able to report back next episode. Perhaps I will never be able to report back. Perhaps I'll be in an endless loop of playing this game forever. And as much as I, you know,
1: said at the beginning of this this podcast is like how much I I really hate pinball and video pinball. I the reason I kind of hate those is because it, both of those, well of course real pinball, and, and uh, electronic pinball uh, are conform to trying to simulate what pinball actually is but uh, Sonic Spinball I, I think this is actually my favorite pinball game, it's not like I really enjoyed it a lot, but you know it's just, it's not for me I, I just don't enjoy that kind of game but I, I don't think I've ever had more fun playing a pinball game than i did sonic spinball it it is a a fun and and compelling game there's a lot of it that really it it has a a nice mixture between what sonic is as a 2d character and and what pinball is and it's it's so completely weird that you, you just don't think that this should exist whenever you first play it and uh, it, it as nonsensical as it kind of seems, the more you play it, you you kind of buy into just how fun and kind of addicted that addictive that it actually is.
0: It's definitely, we didn't talk about the boss encounters in each board. Mm. Uh, each board of the four boards ends with a boss. All the bosses are different. I do like that. Uh, I, again, I only like I actually got to play the first one, but I did watch to see what the other bosses are. So at the end of the first board, uh, you fight a giant scorpion version of Robotnik slash Eggman. Uh, and it basically you just have to make sure you get to the right spot in the board where you can jump and hit him over and over again uh, by landing on him like a pinball, and if if, if you get to the, the point where you fall back down again, you just use your flippers to get back up to the top. Not a very hard boss, uh, but at least an interesting boss. Uh, the second boss is a series of Robotnik heads that you have to take out one at a time uh, that then... You know, we'll shoot you back down to where you have to go do some flipper work to get back up to the top to fight the next head. Uh, the third one was kind of like a big machine where you have to hit different parts of the whole table till eventually you can jump into the center of the table and do some damage. And then the fourth is Robotnik himself, uh, which I just watched the Let's Play of, and, and it looked like that was probably a little more involved than I would have been patient to get to, because uh, the last couple, the last two boards look very involved. But but still very cool. I, I think, just like Billy, I'm not done with this yet either. I, I think I'm going to keep playing this. Uh, right now, when I pull out the Genesis Collection, which most of the time is the game that sits in my Xbox 360 at this point, uh, I was playing some of the Fantasy Stars, and uh, I still have a... I like Golden Axe a lot. But this will be one that I pick up on every now and then, too. This is definitely better than I thought it was. Uh, before we we played it, I just thought it would be kind of just an okay pinball game, but it's actually a, an excellent video pinball game. It is. I mean, I, I, I
1: by when when we announced that this game was going to be the next game, I just I, I was not looking forward to it. But the more I played it, I, I actually I really enjoyed it. I, I think this is definitely uh, a, a unique entry into the Sonic franchise that that you'd probably never think should ever exist. But um, like I said, the more you play it the more it just seems kind of like you just want other games to to maybe try this out. It's such a a unique game that it's hard not to love it.
0: Even if you hate pinball.
1: Even if you hate pinball. (laughs) There's just something about it. I I don't know. Again, it's not something I would probably come back to like you guys would, but um, I I did enjoy my time with it, and and that's saying a lot for someone that, that literally has an almost complete hatred for pinball games.
2: Oh, mighty dragging pinball right through the mud. <laughs> I, I, you know,
1: uh, you have dragged Goonies through the mud. So I, I think I well, can manage to, to drag something, um, something else precious
2: through the mud. I can admit that neither of them have aged well over the
0: years. <laughs> Speaking of a game that may not have aged well over the years uh, Recently, uh, actually before this show uh, was recorded There was a new retro game that came out Double Dragon 4 uh, Which is essentially an attempt to remake Currently an NES version sequel of the Double Dragon franchise That was explained incredibly poorly But the idea basically is it's a brand new game Looks like an old game Uh, And I think all three of us have at this point purchased it So uh, the next episode is going to be a look at the first three Double Dragon games on the NES, and then this new Double Dragon 4, which is uh, you know, more or less a sequel to those games, uh, but just 20-something years later.
2: But yeah, Double Dragon series, I'm all for it. Uh, we might touch on some, some of the other games, uh, and hell, we might sit down and watch a Double Dragon movie.
0: There's a <laughs> 0% chance of that, but I'm very excited <laughs> for the rest of that, uh, uh, that discussion. But we also have a listener question. Uh, And this week's listener question came off of Twitter from Bjorn on Twitter. And it's actually three parts, but the first two parts are very short. So I don't think it's a big problem for us to kind of answer the first two quickly and then go to the more important third question. So his question is, what is your most anticipated game for this year and your favorite genre of game? Finally, what got you into gaming? So, I'll start with my fo- my most anticipated game of this year, and I've already mentioned it probably every show, is Persona 5. I, once that comes out, I may not be on a couple episodes of this show, I'm not going to go to work, I'm just going to play Persona 5 all day long, uh, and it's going to be great. Uh, most likely, I'll actually just end up working a lot and playing it 10 minutes a day, but I'm still very excited for Persona 5. That said, my favorite kind of game is the Metroidvania-style game. Uh, I love any 2D Metroidvania-style game, I'm actually, uh, I picked up the... Uh, remake or reimagining I guess of Strider that's a very similar kind of game to that where you have a giant map that you can't get to all the parts of till you get other abilities Uh, I mean that's even kind of how Dark Souls works you you could get wherever you want to go as long as you have the right skills or beat the right boss but you have to unlock bigger parts of the map as you go I I love games like that and as far as what got me into gaming uh, I'm sure he regrets it but it's my dad Uh, when I was three he got an Intellivision for our house and uh it's all been downhill from there i, I, I spent my entire childhood playing in television then nintendo then turbo graphics uh computers i mean I, I wasted my entire life playing video games and it's all because of my dad
2: yeah the most anticipated uh, i'm half ashamed to say it that fucking zelda I'm, I've, it's my most anticipated game and i'm gonna buy that damn switch so i can play it uh second most anticipated is this Mario Kart that's coming out that they're only showing very brief clips of. Uh, But this Zelda, I mean, everything I hear, it's everything I see. It looks like it's going to be good, but uh, I don't see how it can't be. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Favorite genre. If you would have caught me maybe about 10 years ago or so, I would have told you any kind of simulation, like a Sim game, Sim City, Sim Ant. In all those types of games I was I was a big fan of, and I would play endlessly, uh, just just creating things, managing things, uh, doing things that for some reason, 10 years later, I find to be extraordinarily boring, and I don't have the attention span for anymore. Uh, I'm a big survival horror fan now, which is why this, this Resident Evil 7, which we talked about earlier, was such a big hit with me. I'm just a, a big fan of the genre, mainly due to Silent Hill, uh, which is a series I've yearly still play through. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I love the atmosphere of them. I, you know, the the tension that builds with them. That's just my favorite genre. It's, and unfortunately it's not one that's done that well most of the time. Uh, but when it is, it's, it makes for some solid games. And I got into gaming. I recall the first time I ever saw a video game, it was jungle hunt for the Atari And I was over at a relative's house, and and two of them were sitting down, swapping the controller back and forth, playing this jungle hunt. And these were teenagers, and I was maybe three, four. Uh, It's one of my earliest memories. Um, And like most of my early ones, it's sad. Uh, I was three or four, and they were swapping back and forth and refused to let me play because this was, was an adult thing. It was four adults. Of course, you tell the kids something is for adults and and they immediately have to take part in it. Uh, So I eventually got my turn with it and was enamored with it from then on. Uh, My parents purchased an Atari and, you know, from there on, I spent hours that could have probably had me be a doctor nowadays or something successful. Uh, But now I just uh, live a mundane life and play a bunch of video games.
1: Well, I guess uh, the game that I am am most looking forward to this year, and, and I really hope that it doesn't let me down, because I've been so looking forward to it since it was originally announced on Kickstarter, um, and that Ukulele because I have been wanting a sequel to Banjo-Tooie mm. um, since it originally came out, and it has been so long since we have had a real-deal kind of Banjo-Kazooie game, uh, you know, 3D platformer that—that's all I want. And after playing Ratchet and Clank, which was probably my favorite game of last year on the PS4, I, it just—it it has made me want that—that that kind of game so much more. And Ukulele seems to be the literal successor to—to to exactly what I want, which is just a, a three—a straight-up 3D platformer game.
0: So you don't want to build a bunch uh, of cars again. I, I
1: hope it doesn't disappoint. It doesn't look like it's going to disappoint, but we also live in a world where um, mighty number no. nine exists, and we all know how that turned oh, out. Boy. What a power uh, as far <laughs> as as far as uh, the genres that I am most interested in, I, I guess it, it's kind of changed as I, I've grown older. Uh, back when I was a kid, it was definitely fighting games. I we I, I constantly played any kind of fighting game that would come out. Um, I I could just sit and play fighting games for hours, just you know figuring out the little uh, the nuances of each one and and the combos and the characters and things like that. And as I've grown older though, uh, I've kind of m- maybe gone with more like a, a, a action RPG style game, uh, like The Witcher, um, that kind of series, uh, Dragon Age stuff like that, even World of Warcraft. You know, there's just stuff that uh, it's that I can just kind of sit down with and, and do a few quests here and there and, and master some things and, and feel like I've accomplished something, uh, and, and, you know, take it up a, a few days later and keep on going. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm into these days. I still love my fighting games. I, you know, I'll definitely play some street fighter five or mortal Kombat or whatever when they come out. But, um, I, I definitely seem to gravitate towards more of the, the action RPG open world style games. Um, as for what got me into gaming, I, I don't actually know uh, as far as, you know, as, as, from what I remember when I was a kid, uh, there was, uh, you know, anything that had like a sort of interactive electronic gaming I was into, I, I would gravitate towards that kind of uh, thing. Um, you know, this was back in the day when uh, arcades were, were fairly new, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, but, you know, I was fairly young when uh, the early 80s were going on and, and throughout that time. And I always enjoyed anytime I could walk into an arcade and and see all these different kinds of games. I was instantly fascinated by them. That's what I wanted to play. Um, and that's that stayed with me through throughout my entire life. Uh, I still enjoy playing games. I, it, it really doesn't matter what kind of genre it is. You know, we talked about Resident Evil 7 at the beginning of this podcast. I If it's a good game, I'll play it. And, uh, that's, that's, it's, it's, I guess that's the kind of thing with video games. I I genuinely enjoy uh, the medium. And if you put a game out there, if it interests me, I'll play it. And that's just kind of how it's been since I was a kid.
0: So thanks for the question, Bjorn. Uh, If you have a question for us, please uh, send it to us via Twitter or on Facebook, uh, because we'd like to have questions for next episode till then check us out on facebook retrovania.net on twitter retrovania.net we have weekly videos we put up on retrovania.net most recently uh was an in television video my first video i finally figured out how to make one uh and it's only slightly awkward so check that out and otherwise we'll see you in two weeks with double dragon